All right, welcome back, ladies and gents. I was talking to my friend earlier and I told him what I was gonna make today's video on. And he said, absolutely, do not go there. Do not talk about this this week. Everything's too raw. You're gonna cause an absolute storm if you cover this topic. But as I explained to him, I think this is actually the perfect time to cover this topic because if I don't cover it this week, it's gonna get overshadowed with something else. So here's what we're gonna talk about. We are gonna talk about a very controversial issue and that is how this week, the royal family, in particular King Charles now, has avoided billions of pounds in inheritance tax. Now you might wonder, how, where did I even get this idea? How did this come about? Well, very simply, I was seeing all of these articles this week. I'll just show you on the shared screen here. How much the royals are worth. Oh, Harry and Meghan net worth 10 million. Uh, Kate Middleton, seven to 10 million. Philip, 30 million, all, all this. And I thought, that's really strange. Why are they, why are they doing all of this? What's with all of these sort of articles here? And I did think that was a little unusual because remember what I said on my walk and talk, which was very controversial, I, I now know. So many people message me about that uh, walk and talk. And that's why I said, whatever side of the fence you sit on with everything going on at the moment, that is up to you. I'm not even gonna get into a lot of it. I'll leave that for you to drop comments uh, below. But one thing I said on that, that walk was, watch over the next 10, 11, 12 days, because whenever you have all this going on with the Queen's funeral, you often see it as, or I see it as a distraction from other things that might happen. So what were one of those things that happened this week then? Well, we saw these articles coming out about the royals and how great they are and you know all this other stuff about the royals. But then, and I had this in the back of my mind anyway, I was thinking, I wonder how much inheritance tax Charles is going to pay for taking over the Queen's assets and estate and the like. So I started looking into it and then a, a news article came out, I think it was from Sky News, and it talked about how Charles won't pay a single penny in inheritance. Now think about this for a second and I'll show you the evidence in a moment. This is a man that is worth hundreds of billions and it is, the, the, the media and all the stuff online says that he's worth you know, 10 million, 20 million, what, what, I mean it's like ridiculous numbers saying that he's worth this amount of money. This is simply not true. And in fact, I've got some statistics here that I wanna read out to you. So the monarchy owns over $30 billion worth, so this is in, in dollars, but over $30 billion of property. The Crown Estate is 20 billion on its own. Buckingham Palace is over 5 billion on its own. Uh, Kensington Palace, over 650 million. The Duchy of Cornwall, 1.5 billion. The Duchy of Lancaster, 750 million. And that doesn't include all of the other assets, like you know, all the artwork, it's worth millions. Uh, all the jewels, the crown jewels and all the jewelry, all the antiques in all the different properties, all of these collections. Some of this stuff is priceless. You, you cannot even put a valuation on some of these things. So again, that is worth in the billions. And we also had that insider report that came out and then very quickly disappeared, as well as the guy, about who the biggest own shareholders were in BlackRock, or was it Vanguard? I think it was BlackRock. And they talked about how it was the royal 
family. Now you think about BlackRock and Vanguard, two biggest companies on the planet. To be one of the biggest investors in those, where they have trillions, not billions, AUM, assets under management, you've got to have a lot of money. You've got to have a lot of investment. So for all of this stuff about them being worth millions, it's just not true. So here's what's actually happened then. And this is why I think it's completely unfair for you, uh, if you're a British citizen at least. We're going through this massive cost of living crisis at the moment where people are really, really struggling. And the new king could have easily, because what the way it's all structured, it, it's in... It's similar to a trust, basically. So all of the assets are in a trust. So this is why he doesn't have to pay um, inheritance tax on it. But is that really fair? Uh, in fact, let me show you the article. So this is the article here that we're going to talk about. And, and again, look at it. It's all coming out in the last couple of days. Now, one thing I should probably just mention here is finally, before we just go on to everything else, finally, finally, I know I've been saying it for a year and a half, I finally got my course now completed. So this is the ultimate macroeconomics and stock market course, 119 lectures spanning over 15 and a half hours. I mean, this is enormous, it is absolutely huge. I released it over the last week to my private community, but now I'm gonna release it to YouTube, to, to you guys this week but I just thought I'd mention it now. I'm not gonna to put too much emphasis on the course on this video, but if you are interested in just getting early access to it, I'm gonna put a discount code below in the description and the pinned comment so that if you wanna get started on my course, you can do that. So that will be below in the description and the pinned comment. Okay, so here's the article then. Why King Charles won't have to pay inheritance tax on Duchy of Lancaster estate. A rule introduced by the UK government in 1993 said inheritance tax does not have to be paid on the transfer of assets from one sovereign to another. Well, yeah, I can see why he's laughing. Well, wh why would that be? That doesn't make any sense, does it? King Charles III can avoid paying millions in inheritance tax on the Duchy of Lancaster estate due to an old rule designed to protect the royal family's wealth. Well, hold on, what about protecting normal citizens' wealth? We're all affected by this. We all dislike this. And I'm sure if you haven't been affected by it yet, you will be at some point. But is this really fair? Why should the royal family not have to pay any inheritance tax? Because they've got so much money compared to normal citizens who don't have a lot of money and we're going through a cost of living crisis. In fact, you know, I think would have been a good gesture if with the hundreds of billions that they have, Charles said, you know what? I know that the UK is going through a cost of living crisis. I'm gonna make a donation, a charitable donation to the energy fund or the food fund for food banks or something like that of one billion pounds or 10 billion pounds. I mean, he wouldn't, that wouldn't really affect him, but let's just say it was a billion pounds or even 10 million pounds. That would have been a really, really kind and good gesture. If you really care about the people and you're there to serve the citizens of a country, wouldn't you do that? I know I would, if I inherited all of that money, the first thing I would do is look to take some of it and alleviate the suffering of the, the people. Surely, what? who needs hundreds of billions of pounds? Who needs tens of billions of pounds? You can never spend that in a lifetime. It, it makes no sense, it's bizarre. 
So again, they're saying he inherited the estate worth over 652 million. It's not, it's way more than that. Under UK law, inheritance tax is paid at 40% if you leave assets valued above a certain threshold to your loved ones after you die. But the king will not have to pay the levy because of a rule introduced by the UK government, which says inheritance tax does not have to be paid on the transfers of assets from one sovereign to the other. Well, that's crazy. That makes no sense at all. The law is there for a reason. No one should really be above the law. Like imagine that you went out tomorrow and you stole something, right? Let's say you stole a car. Well, the law states that you should be convicted for stealing a car. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But imagine that you found out that, uh, this is a silly example, but imagine you found out that the king or the queen or the president or whatever stole the car crash your car and then because of a law that said that oh he's allowed to steal a car and crash it there's no conviction there's no prosecution it doesn't make any sense at all how can one person be above the law and how can a rule be passed so that someone doesn't have to follow the law it doesn't make any sense at all so as usual and i'll keep coming back to this but it's one rule for the elite and then one rule for everyone else and we're seeing this at the moment, and I've been talking about all the CO2 stuff and the carbon credits, but we're seeing this at the moment where people are flying in their private jets to give a speech on climate change. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. And then when they're questioned about it, they say, well, I donated X amount of money in order to uh, you know, plant some new trees to offset that, that journey. Or they say something like, well, my speech offset the carbon by the number of people that would hear it and how many people it would influence. And then someone else says, well, what about your, your yacht? Doesn't it use tons of diesel fuel and all this? And they say, oh yes, but I'm gonna be buying carbon credits off other people in the future to offset that. Again, this is all just smoke and mirrors. It's obvious to me what's going on. The other thing that people aren't talking about or even mentioning at the moment is that now King Charles was one of the architects of the Great Reset Initiative with Klaus Schwab. I know you don't want me to say this, I know a lot of you are gonna get upset, click off or leave comments or whatever else, but it's true, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. And I'll just show you here. This is the WEF website. Look, you can see it, wefforum.org. You can see this is the website here. This was the speech he gave on it, talking about it. And in fact, if you remember this video I did, which was the Great Reset 2.0, which was a banned video. And you know, you got all these warnings. Well, what these guys are all saying here about Build Back Better, that came from King Charles and Klaus Schwab. Build Back Better Than Before. Build Back Better. Build Back Better. And Build Back Better Than Before. And Building Back Better. Build Back Better. To Build Back Better. Build Back Better. Build Back Better. Build back better. Build back from this uh, global pandemic. Build back better. Building back better. To build back better. Build it back better. Build it back better. Build back better. Build back. Anyway, you get the idea. This just goes on and on and on. But if you look at the reason why he doesn't have to pay this inheritance tax, it says assets of the monarchy were at risk of being salami sliced away through capital taxation over many generations. Well, that's the same argument that all of us have. 
why should he be exempt? Why should the royal family be exempt when none of our families are exempt? And then the next point that comes up is this. So they're saying that the queen's assets were as a sovereign rather than as a private individual. Well, again, that doesn't make any sense. How can someone not be a private individual? And then this is where I'm gonna go into the next part of the video then. It said the monarchy needs sufficient private resources, oh my goodness, to perform its role in national life and to have a degree of financial independence from the government. What? like receiving tens of millions of pounds from taxpayers' money via the government every year. And here we go, at a time when we all keep hearing about the cost of living crisis and our bills rising, the thought of the monarchy costing us over 100 million pounds last year is eye-watering. So let me just be clear here. They have billions of assets and yet they're still getting taxpayer money. If you... <laughs> If you think about this, this is quite, it's quite kind of funny in a way because it's so outrageous. King Charles will now be the biggest welfare recipient on the planet. His family, right, so the royal family, will be the biggest receivers, I guess we can say, of welfare on the entire planet. So they're one of the richest families on the planet and yet they are the biggest recipient of welfare from the people who don't really have much money and get taxed through the nose in the first place. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. This world we're living in is absolutely crazy, but people can't see through a lot of the propaganda. And I'm really surprised actually that he didn't abdicate to William. That is what I would have expected him to do. I would have thought that he would abdicate the throne to William, especially with all the stuff around Charles and his brother and, um, you know, unknown names that we can't say on YouTube, but the first name begins with Jimmy, you know, all these sort of connections and with the, the other couple, the lady who is now in prison, right, all of these crazy connections, you would have thought that he would abdicate to William and try and at least save the royal family. I just don't know if it is going to survive under uh, uh, now this, you know, King Charles. I just, I really don't know. There's just too many scandals and all sorts of other things. So let's just look at the sovereign grant then. So this is basically the Crown Estate, a collection of UK properties and farms that generate hundreds of millions of pounds each year. And I think it's quite ironic that it involves farms as well, when a lot of UK farmers are being pressured to sell, in fact, farmers all around the world, to pressure to sell their farmland for rewilding. And the Crown owns all of these farms. But if you look at that, hundreds of millions of pounds a year, and you just looked at it, I mean, we could look at it on, say, a 10% yield. If they were earning a 10% yield on all of their assets, their properties and, and farms here, that would mean that the assets are worth billions of pounds. Even at, say, a 5% yield, it would still be billions of pounds. The Crown Estate technically belongs to the reigning monarch, but as their site clarifies, it is not the private property of the monarch. It cannot be sold by the monarch, nor do revenues from it belong to the monarch. It's presently overseen by an independent organization's board. Of course it is. Even the highly biased Wikipedia has a few things to say about it. Since its inception, the sovereign grant has been rising each year at a rate higher than the rate of inflation. 
The grant was recently used to fund a £369 million refurbishment of Buckingham Palace. Now, this is what I thought was crazy about this one. If you, I don't know if you've ever been to Buckingham Palace, but the queues are out the door. Thousands of visitors every single day. Now, you look at the prices, which I've pulled up for you here, and it is anywhere from £34.60 to £50.70. Well, it could be euros, but either way, £34.60, £50.70. Now you think, even if just a thousand people went through at 35 pounds, call it, that's still 35,000 pounds a day. And if my math is correct, that's not far off 13 million pounds a year just on tickets and admission, not including all the souvenirs and the coffee shop and all the other things like that. So yeah, even though they earned all of this money on, on the palace, the sovereign fund has to pay for the refurbishment. Basically, the British taxpayer is paying for all of this stuff. It's crazy. The trustees recommend that the percentage should rise to 25%. Of course they do. Right up until when the building work is finished in 2027, which will be reduced to 15%. Who makes up the shortfall? The treasury. Where does the treasury get its money from? Taxes, the British taxpayer. And you can see the change year on year that's been going on here. The grant is absolutely eye-watering just on this one fund alone, 86.3 million. Another thing I wanted to get for you was to find out how much Prince Charles take-home pay was in 2021-22. It was 23 million pounds, which was even more funny when I saw this article here. Uh, and we're seeing all these different articles, this is from The Economist, but we're seeing all these different articles coming out at the moment, talking about how charitable Charles was with his pension, state pension. I thought, oh, okay, let me, let me read this. I wonder how much he's giving away. He announced that he would give his 110 pounds per week to charity. Wow, what a charitable man, 110 pounds. I'm, I'm tearing up just thinking about that, 110 pounds. And if you haven't seen this video doing the rounds this week, you've got to quickly have a look at this. <laughs> so I'm going to keep playing this. He's not happy. He's trying to get this aid to take the ink well off his uh, desk. Obviously not happy about that at all. So as I said on Friday, you've now got Liz Truss, WEF member, running the UK. You've also got now King Charles, who is not just a WEF member, but one of the main founding members with Professor Klaus Schwab and the architect of the Great Reset. And this happened within the space of 48 hours. I do not think this is going to be um, very positive for the UK personally. Even if you don't like the Queen or didn't like the Queen, if you look around the world, there is a general consensus that a lot of people really liked and loved and revered the Queen. But I just don't see that same kind of love and affection towards Charles. So we're going to have to see how this plays out. So thanks so much for watching today. You can leave your uh, negative comments below in the, in the comment section for me on this video. I'm sure some of you won't be happy with it. But just a reminder, if you want to get in early on my new course before I fully launch it, the link will be in the description below. And there is a heavy discount on the price to say thank you for being a loyal YouTube subscriber. And with that said, thank you so much. Take care. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow.